Hi, everybody. Welcome to Iris and Claire. I'm John. I'm Aaron. And today, Aaron, we're going to be talking about Ninja Scooter Simulator. Now, Aaron. Weird name, but. Do you like ninjas? I do. Do you like scooters? I don't. Hmm. So we're sort of one for one here. Do you, where do you stand on simulators? Hmm. I'm in the middle okay. on those. Okay. Well, I think that 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 averages out. Tell me, tell me Were about you, when you were a kid. Did you ever, um, did you ever have ninja tools or ninja weapons? Oh God, yes. Ninjas were awesome. Uh, when I was younger, well, I was, I would say, uh, upper middle school, early high school. That's when the ninja craze like kicked up like mm -hmm. big time, right? The like the mid '80s. Mm -hmm. uh, Sugi and uh, uh all the cool you know i grew up watching the old kung fu flicks saturday morning chop suey theater on a local television station so i was already in the martial arts and i was into bruce lee then here come the ninjas you know which were awesome i had shuriken throwing stars i got chucks you know i was also in karate so i had a bow staff so i had already i had the accoutrement to really get into it uh, and we just have a lot of fun. I had friends that had tabby mm -hmm. boots, and they had the little, the little gimmicks you throw down that people Caltrix. step on. I can't remember what they're Caltrix, called. Yeah. Cat, yeah, that's it. Uh, we, they actually had some of those, you know. So we were we were fully into it. What I guess now you're you're several years younger than me. Had the ninja craze went by before well, you? Well, it sort of had, but there was one thing that brought it back. There was a little thing called yeah. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And that was sort of a big deal, oh, yeah. you know. It, it took over the world. Uh, between me and my friend that lived down the street, we had about six thousand of the figures. Um, I used to have this 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 fantasy where I would be in my basement and I would be a ninja and I would be a major league baseball player at the same time. So like I would be watching baseball and then I would I would wall run, which means that like I would go up and I would touch the wall with the bottom of my foot. And I would tell myself that I was wall running, and I would catch the baseball with my ninja skills. Have you played ninja baseball, Batman? I have. I have. That's a so that's like your dream yes, game. Yes. Well, sort of. Um, <laughs> sort of the fact that it really doesn't have anything to do with ninjas or baseball, but um, but yeah, it's uh, I love ninjas, and of course, I I was in martial arts too. Um, I never saw sort of the harder edged ninja stuff until I was in middle school. And we used to watch the American Ninja series. Mr. Simmons used to put that on for us, and I was like, "Oh, <laughs> these guys are different than the uh, than the Ninja Turtles." So, you know, the Ninja Turtles suck. What? I never liked them. You heard me. I like their game. Don't get me wrong, their mm -hmm. video game, but I don't like them. I never liked. They were, by the way, I was around when it was a comic book and a role playing game before it was a cartoon. What about Splinter? So I was at the ground what floor. About, he's an old rat, and he gives sage advice. Yeah, it's dumb. That's not. That's got nothing to do with ninjas. That, just because they, I mean, it's just lame. Ninjas are ninjas. They're not turtles, for God's sakes. You know, I never, I never got into tur the whole ninja turtle universe. In that universe, all the ninjas are robots, and they suck, and they get repeatedly they get the crap kicked out of them. You know, I like a proper ninja uh, that that's like you know he sneaks around, he could disappear in a puff of smoke, you know that kind of stuff, swinging on like on cables and stuff. The Ninja Turtles, I listen, I I, I was probably too harsh. The Ninja Turtles don't suck. If that's your bag, I mean that's your cup of tea because they were, but I mean they were in my wheelhouse. I just didn't the get greatest into them. cinematic moment of my life. 
I, I still remember. I remember, well, it, it started at the book fair. At the book fair, they'd always release books based on the movie before the movie came out. Or at least that's the way it seemed to me. And I remember seeing a poster or a book or something with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, The Secret of the Ooze. And it was just them looking at this ooze. And I was like, man, this ooze looks like it's the <clears throat> baddest thing ever. Then I went to, and then I went to see, no, I take it back. These are two separate stories. Yeah, that's right. Because the first time, and I remember sitting in the theater and there's this, yeah, I'm sure you've seen these movies, right? God, You've no. never seen the Teenage Mutant? Between that and Hook. By the way, I dropped a major Hook reference the other day. You did not, you didn't catch on at all. I was expecting you to pick that up and I haven't run seen that it. either. Anyway, um, there's, a, there's a guy in a pizza store and he's getting robbed, right? And then all a pizza, yeah, pizza store? store. That's you mean no, a restaurant? It's a pizza store. <laughs> you got to get your terminology right, okay? And then all of a sudden, you just see just like jumping up out of the out of the darkness, freeze frame, title sequence, boom, zooms in, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles two. I jumped out of my chair and I screamed. I was so excited. It was one of the, it was it was. I'm not going to say one of it was probably the best moment of my life. I just, I don't know. The whole mutate. Listen, you're a mutant turtle, right? It is a little weird. At that point, do you need to be practicing ninjutsu <laughs> on top of that? And is trained by giant mutant rat? Where did he? Where the heck did he learn it? Some secret ninja master said, "I'm going to teach this rat." Well, no, he was he was a human knowledge. too. They were all humans, and then they all turned into different things. I don't know. If I'm a human, I get turned into a giant rat. The last thing on my mind is teaching other mutants how to kick people. I'm going to be pissed off. What would off. you do? What, would, what, I'm going to be. Be what would be your first move? What would What's be that? your first move if you were turned into a mutant rat? Probably seclude myself. <laughs> and not in the sewer either. That's something else about these guys. They're taking pizza in the sewer. Yeah. Have you ever been in the sewer? Not, you don't want to hang out in the sewer. It's not like no. it is. And yeah. you don't want to eat down there yeah. either. I agree with what Tenmark said a minute ago. The only thing that sh that show had going for it was April. She was kind of mm -hmm. cute, uh, and you know, but that's that's pretty much the extent of it. What about Casey Jones? And the rest of it, Casey Jones like. wore a hockey mask. Dumb. Okay. Now we need to talk about your abiding hatred for scooters. Where does this lie? You know, my kid's got a scooter. Right. Right. And and it came with a helmet, some knee pads. When I was a kid, no one wore any help, any protection of mm -hmm. any sort, because and I was, not because we were super bad. We just didn't know, but no mm -hmm. one had it. There was no the kid, the kid riding the scooter was the loser of the neighborhood. Like this was if he, if there was a kid, no one in my neighborhood had one, but I saw other neighborhoods that had them, and they would always be the dupes that was trailing behind the other bikes. You know, now either they couldn't afford a bike, hey, that's and that sucks, or this kid could ride a bike, which isn't good. Anyway, it goes, this kid was sort of the outcast because he was trying to keep up with the bike people on a scooter, you know? So when I saw my kid scooting down the street to keep it up with our neighbor on her bike, I was like, oh, God. Yeah, it all came rushing you know, back. Now I've got a scooter Now, does Luke, Luke, Luke's got the, a bike, scooter, doesn't he? The scooter's just lame, mm. you know? Did you ever have one? I never had one. There was a kid down the street, and there, of course, there are classes of scooter. Um, you have the ones with the plastic wheels, sort of like the rollerblade wheels, the Razor scooters. I always thought those were lame. I like the ones with the big beach cruising tires on them. I always thought they were cool, but I never, you know, I was always a bike guy. I don't, I don't hate scooters. Um, 
but uh, but I'll go with the bike every time. That's right, because you can't take a scooter anywhere. There's like this much clearance. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. you know what I mean. Like where are you gonna take right. it? Now they do have these. They've got these scooters that have a motor mm-hmm. on them. <clears throat> yeah, you know what I mean, they got a little. I think motor, they call them segways. And they will actually. No, no, not a Segway. I'm talking a proper scooter with a little motor, mm. right? And they're I'm okay with that. If it's if it's self-propelled, you know, the thing that, that's okay. But when you're kicking your leg off there and you're riding that thing, you're looking like a geek. <laughs> There's no cool guys. No cool guy ever zoomed. No vampires or ninjas ever rolled into a scene on a I scooter. I beg to differ. Because if they did, they would just get pounded by I the opposition. I beg to differ, Aaron, because today's game is Ninja Scooter Simulator, and that's exactly what happens. This, <laughs> they're trying to bring scooters back. And maybe over in the UK, scooters were less mm, geeky yeah. or nerdy. But I, well, I'm not, after playing from looking, this, at, I'm not, from looking sure. at a lot of uh, of Spectrum games and reading a lot of cassette uh, fronts, uh, the uh, people in the UK in the 80s were desperate to look cool and be like the United States because on the front of these games, it'll be like it's just like what's going on in the states right now. So is that it really is real, true? I, I am totally that? serious. I'm totally serious. On behalf of the states, <laughs> please don't do that ever again. You're your own people, and you're and you're. For God's sake, don't do it now. Never imitate us now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 180, 180. <laughs> <laughs> run, run. You know it's funny. You should mention this because you know I. Uh, you know I like to before we get heavily into the game. I you know I like these uh, inserts, boat. And I happen to print this thing out here, boat. Uh, and this is what's written on the cassette, the cassette sleeve. Whiz. That's with two Z's. Whiz through the night on your dream mm. scooter, capitalized, jumping and dodging the grates that would slow your progress, and also holes in the walls that'll slam you out. Use the ramps to make some leaps and pull some rad ninja stunts. You gotta beat the clock to beat the rest, so don't hang around. Ninja scooter's the best. Little it poem is. At it's the like Shakespeare. Boat. With, with an intro like that, you know it's gold. So this was Ninja Scooter Simulator. The second you announced this last week, I got all fluttery inside. <laughs> because this is the kind of garbage that I love. I just, just the name that that's that stupid. I was like, oh, yes. Um, this thing was released in 88, uh, published by Silverbird Software Limited. I looked at what they'd published. And I don't think we put any of this stuff, boat. They done it to a lot of stuff. They did some. They did the Star Strike series, the Cauldron series. They did a game I'd like to play called uh, Sirloin, which that's <laughs> pretty good. clever. I like it. Scuba Kids, Scuba Kids sounds right up your alley, boat. Um, this was authored by, and this is this is a weird one. The authors of this were listed as CySoft and JPW. Mm. So I don't know if those are cool games or I don't know what they are. Cysoft worked on Beach Buggy Simulator. Something tells me it's a lot like this one. That's just mm-hmm. a guess. Uh, JPW also worked on Beach Buggy si- Simulator. He also worked on Cosmic Kanga and Solomon's Key. Now, Solomon's Key, I think I've heard of that game, both yeah, of you. Yeah, the Solomon's Key got an NES release. I believe it is a... Uh, it is a uh, that was on the Atari, too, and then on the uh, 8 uh, I don't think so. don't think so. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? Okay. Um, this came out... Um, this came out for a one pound ninety nine p boat, a pretty a pretty. I want to say deal. that uh, there were. I think I remember reading this in Retro Gamer that there the bird, all of the bird 
releases were from one company and I think like maybe it was like Firebird was always the best those were like the full price games and then maybe Silverbird was like the one pound 99 budget and then I think there was a Rainbird where they just they paid you to play the game they were so bad right is there one just called Pigeon <laughs> <laughs> that's the one where they just, that's where it's just rock yeah. bottom we'll take whatever you offer um so well, what do you do in Ninja Scooter Simulator? First of all, this is this is another one of those games that's got the uh, the dream catch a seal of approval where they've boxed the whole game into like one smaller mm-hmm. area because they had, they had to have room at the top to put the mm-hmm. logo. And so we we always reference this dream catch article where he talks about games. This isn't the worst offender, but anytime I see one with the big stylized logo, I'm like, oh, they're killing space right here. So this game is as um, Simple as a game gets, right? You pick. It's got Kempston joystick. It's got the usual stuff. You start. You're a you're a dude on a scooter, and you're scooting through levels, rounds. They're called here, and you've got to get through the entire level. That the level, and you've got to not crash. Um, And occasionally, you'll pick up uh, little time bonuses. That's the game. You go from the beginning to the finish line and try not to crash. Now. What changed is, well, along the way, at the various levels, you will encounter some obstacles, Boat. Early on, it's pretty simple stuff like walls and, like, bumps and in, and ramps. And later on, it gets a lot more uh, wacky when the other riders are coming out and there's dead people coming out and there's crap chasing you. There's skulls bouncing around. It gets pretty bizarre, uh, Boat. Uh when I played this, I was actually gratified and pleased that it was so simple. You've got a joystick and a button that makes you jump. That's and then that's the controls. What what did you think? What were your first impressions when you load the sucker up? Um, my first impressions were, boy, there were some poor decisions made in the uh, color department of this game. What? Because, you know, we, we, we've done a lot of Spectrum games, and there's the right way to do colors on the Specky, and there's the wrong way. This is the wrong way. If you want to have, um, if you want to have contrasting colors on the playfield, like for example, if we're watching the video right now, you've got a blue playfield and you've got green obstacles, player, and background, and then you've got a starry sky in the in the back. That's all great. That's fine. But then when you mix it in with the red time limit or the and the uh, and the 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 neon green and yellow logo at the top, the purple and blue stripe going around the middle. It just looks like somebody. I mean, it almost looks as bad as a C sixty four game. Well, he said that, folks. That was John Bodemkar Schaller. You know, it's funny. I we've played a lot of Sinclair, like you said, and I've gotten so used to it that I didn't. Not for one second that I think about really? the colors. I, until you, someone in chat mentioned it and about how garish they were. But I, when I was playing this, I didn't even consider the colors at all. I just I've been it's washed away from my in mind. In an effort to um, in an effort to mix up mix up the stages, they they change up the colors on every stage. Some of the color choices look okay. Some of them just look so horribly bad. Um, and so, uh, but again. They were trying to do a lot with a little, and uh, and so that that was my, my first impressions were boy, this is this is not a pleasant looking game from a color perspective. I'll tell you, my first impression was because uh, I'm looking at the setup here. Okay, you've got your background, you've got your I mean, what you've got in this game just to narrow it down. You're going down like an alley. Uh, you uh, it's uh, uh, 
as you look at it, as we're looking at it now, it's about four squares wide, and it goes on from left mm-hmm. to right. It's a scrolling, it's a scrolling road, right? And your guy is a dude on this scooter, and it looks like he, to me, it looks like he's wearing one of those, uh, uh, like a headband, you know, like the old, like the do rag gimmick boat, uh, and he's riding along in his scooter. Now, the very first thing I thought when I saw this game was, I was like, this guy is not a no, ninja. No. If right? he is, he's the so, lamest ninja that's ever existed. Well, so here was my thought on this, folks. Maybe we misinterpreted this. Is there a scooter called a ninja scooter? You know, I can't answer that. I don't know. I thought this was going to be a ninja on a scooter. You know, chucking shurikens and and, and sword and Mm -hmm. suckers. All right? But I bet my bottom dollar, that because we both, and I'm sure someone in chat can tell us if we're idiots. They could be appalled that I just said that. But I, I don't know about you, but I expected there to be a ninja. On well, the when you consider sort of like ninja when you Golf. consider that on the front of the cassette there is a ninja riding a scooter, I don't think it's too much to uh, to, to ask. Oh, okay, that. I didn't see the fr- I didn't see the, now now that I mm. look at it, yeah, I didn't even pay attention to that. You've got it re- up here. You're right. I feel less stupid now because I was afraid it was just that we were just. I thought, man, we're gonna look like idiots. But yeah, I was disappointed with the scooter. But that much said, I started playing this game. You know, we play a lot of these Sinclair games, both that you would think that the tiny little Sinclair would be a simple machine with a lot of simple games like the Coco sort of. And then you get into these like deep, unbelievably deep, complicated affairs, you know? And even some of the simulator games, remember BMX simulator? That was no like, uh, uh, I mean, that was a pretty, it was tough. It was a tough game. I thought you were going right? to say it had then sim I, elements so, and I was going to argue with you because that is, that is about as far away from a simulator as you can get. Right, but I mean, I'm saying it was a mm-hmm. tough game. Uh, uh, this game is—it's simple, it's fast, it's not deep at all, and it does what it says on the tin, as they say. You're on a scooter and you simulate going through a weird course of crap. That's all it does. I liked it. It's sort of like a a stupid, ugly scooter version of Excite Bike. Yeah, I mean, that's that's exactly something. what it is. They looked at Excite Bike. And they said, how can we do this as cheaply as possible? And Ninja Scooter Simulator was born. Now, that's not to say that I didn't have fun with this game, because I had a blast playing this game. This game is very hard to die. You can pull rad stunts, like turning your front wheel. You know it's rad, because the game tells you it's rad. It says yeah. rad when you do it. <laughs> and it spells it in cool guy right. font. And it comes up like, like a comic right. book. I thought that the, the scrolling was smooth. Uh, you know, the, the, there's a, a good sense of speed. This is not an unfun game. This is, I, I had no. fun with this one. Yes. I, uh, I will say, I thought they overused the bumps mm-hmm. because that guy yeah. got old. And uh, as you go up in this game, I was like, like you at the beginning of this game, like, man, I'm cruising through this. I'm the king. I'm the king ninja. Well, later on, I felt like a white belt on my first day of class because they had so much crap coming mm-hmm. out at you. They got holes. They got skulls. They got other skeletons on skateboards coming at you. They've got all the bumps. Now, I will say the guy who designed these levels uh, was was not a total idiot. Uh, they actually, if you look at the design, they're pretty cleverly done uh, uh, for the most part. But you get to some places they're really tough. 
but it's nothing like that ATX that you know all, that's off road to where you just like get to points where you had to get run back right. to the oh, bike yeah. and you couldn't I get on that's, the bike. That's that's much more, and of course that's a different developer. That's Codemasters, but um, but, right, it, but I, it, that game was a lot more. Yeah, frustrating. That, I I had a lot more fun with this game. Although ATV Simulator yeah. is probably a better game, I had more fun with Ninja Scooter Simulator. And by the way, it, for those of you that, that, that doubted my, my whole spiel about the it's big in the States, that's one of the games. If you look at the cassette inlay, they're like, and it's huge in the States. You'll love it. So so he's back. Hey, listen, I believe you, man. You know, you're, you're a lot like me in a lot of ways, Bo. In some ways, we're totally different. But when it comes to simple, like, motor fun, I don't necessarily want the most deep. I want I like a good shallow jump around like an idiot mm-hmm. game. Like eight, this is eight bitty as heck. It's it's a uh, uh, it's got everything you would expect. I mean, I like the layout. It's actually it's visual. You can see what's happening. So it's not like because we get sometimes on the, on this on the ZX you have some trouble making out what's going on. This thing the 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 sprites are big. You know they're are the, yeah. the characters. They're big. You can see like even when you can't get past something, you can see what's coming. You can see the time. You can see the the time things that speed up. You can see everything real well, and there's depth to it. So it uses some of the spectrum tricks that everyone loves to use. It's not isometric, but it, they use depth that the holes and stuff are in the walls are sort of like three dimensional. You know, I, what I mean, like the Bo? fact that like uh, and, and so when they, you're when you're driving like in this stage so, right now, you're driving through a garage, but you see, like you said, it's a three dimensional effect. You see cars parked behind the wall and you see the starry sky and and because of the way that they do the pixel swapping in this particular stage the starry sky is red like <laughs> like Hades or something but uh but it's there are the colors aside the art in this game is rather good I think I for t- I'm just saying this is a game you go out and pick up for a couple bucks what two two pounds and 80 something 80 this is one pound 99 four or five bucks yeah all right you go pick this up for that, I would be freaking losing my mm-hmm. mind. I'm begging. I wish the Coco had had a budget uh, uh, section like this Spectrum does because these games, it's funny when you look at these games, I mean, you could come in here and kill this game. You could kill it. Oh, it's so shallow and stupid. But you've got to consider sometimes what you were paying. I mean, you're paying so little for these games, and this game will provide you a good bit of entertainment and a lot of replay value. Plus, there's a challenge state. You can you can uh, sp- challenge scores with your buddies. You know, you can even challenge rounds. I like the aspects of it. Now, I don't know how... Do you remember how many rounds you were able to get into this before you got killed? I was able to play pretty far. I can't... Uh, you know, I can't remember exactly how many I did. The first couple stages, you can literally just go as fast as you want and cruise on through them. It, it, does, it does sort of lull you into thinking that you're awesome before it turns up the heat. Uh, but I was able to get, I felt like I, I was, I was making progress. The, the problem is of course, is that they, you know, the, the stages, although they, uh, they have more, uh, obstacles, they, nothing about them changes. I think that there are three stages and they just sort of endlessly loop. I, uh, I, on my very first game and I literally, I picked up the stick. I'm sitting here playing. I got the level, I got to this round six right out of the gate, you know? I love not sucking immediately. I don't mind if it gets harder, but give me something. And I like games that do that. And this game did. I mean, it let me, I started off well, like you said. It progressively gets harder. And with a little practice, I think I got to like uh, round 12 or something like that. I didn't get as far as what we're seeing now, but I got I did pretty mm-hmm. good. 
you know. Uh, I tried this with the keyboard and the joystick, and I have to say this is one where I prefer the joystick to the keyboard uh, quite a bit. Did you try this on the keyboard? No, I, I would stick all the way. Yeah. Now, this one also got released, and I didn't look at these. I wish I had. This got a release on the uh, Amstrad CPC and on the C64. Oh, we'll poster. have to check those out, because so, if they can fix the color problems. Yeah, so that, so yeah. that one... It, it got it got scooted around to a few more console or a few more computers, and you can see why. I mean, it's not like a super complex game, but I mean, it it, it does it does a decent now, job. Now, you know, knowing um, knowing the uh, the the ports and the way that ports go, it would be a real shame if they just brought it back over. But it looks like I'm looking at the Amstrad version right now. It is very colorful, so uh, I have to check this out later on down the line. What did you think of the sound in this thing, uh, Bode? You know, it is what it is. It was as you would expect on right. the spectrum. Yes, yes. <laughs> Our favorite line. <laughs> there you go. Um, I uh, found some review scores on this thing, Boat. Um, the World of Spectrum, our go-to site for this sort of thing, they give this a seven, straight up seven. Now they're a little, they're a little tougher critics than uh, the uh, Lemon mm -hmm. people. Um, Yours Sinclair gave this six out of ten, Boat. They really didn't like it that much. And Crash gave it a 70%. So, now, I, you know, we look at this thing through modern eyes, and we look at what we like and what's simple to understand and play. I guess at that point, maybe, because this was 88, you had a lot more refined games and probably better looking, better colored games than this. And so they were probably expecting a little bit more for their games. But again, for a budget title, I think this is a real winner. Absolutely, absolutely. We, did we get any Discord action We on did. This Paul, a.k.a. Hermsky, writes, A final Our Sinclair Hermfirm 7 out of 10. A fast-moving side-scroller game that requires either skill or sheer luck when riding quickly. Very satisfying when you get a good run, chaining jumps together at high speed right up until you stumble to a stop. A good selection of levels that naturally gets harder as you progress could do with some better sound effects, but overall a decent game. And Frodo Vanell writes, Nice side-scroller that reminds me a lot of Metro Cross. It feels more playable and easier than that game, though. Decent graphics, nice fluent sc scrolling, reacts well to the controls. The sound effects are nothing special, but they work. 7.5 out of 10. So that's going to wrap up the, uh, the reviews that we got. Thank you guys for uh, writing reviews. And as we... Uh, oh, eBay, Aaron. Under five bucks, uh, all as right. usual. Yeah. And uh, this is it. This is the, the, the end of our Sinclair for a while. Uh, you know, w we never say never on the Amigos Retro Gaming Network. And, uh, you know, you, you might want to not unsubscribe to the feed. Uh, you might want to keep it around because you never know. We might want to do one of these things again. Uh, but uh, as a regular weekly podcast, uh, our Sinclair is, is drawing to a close. Um, we, we sure do, uh, appreciate, uh, all the fine folks that, that supported the show, especially on Patreon. We never expected to have the kind of a uh, crowd that we've gotten in. And, and the great news is that the fun will continue on discord forever. And I know that I'll be streaming tons and tons and tons of spectrum as we go on through the summer. Um, I've already got a list of things that I want to try out. So, um, Aaron, do you have any final thoughts about uh, the show or the spectrum in general? I do, I do. You know, I uh, I wasn't 100% on board whenever we decided to do this show because I wasn't sure, uh, you know, what we were getting into. And, of course, at that point, we really hadn't, hadn't done anything, uh, you know, else except for ARG. And, uh, boy, I, this was a real uh, a good time. 
I really love the Spectrum. And uh, it's been a lot of fun playing with the one we got, the two we've got now. And it's a, it really sucks that we're having to, you know, we're doing it for the right reasons. I hate the fact that we're having to pull this thing to a close. But I can tell you uh, there will be a lot more Spectrum action now that we're going to be on our own because me and Boat will do some streaming on that. And I will say uh, we're announcing on um, ARG this weekend uh, for the shows uh, that are going away are going on hiatus for a while, which are uh, R. Sinclair and the Coco Show and 1200XL. We're going to be making a special announcement on ARG Sunday in regards to those systems and trying to give them a little love over the summer on ARG Presents. So uh, there will be more Sinclair and Coco and Atari coverage uh, going forward. And plus, like Boat said, uh, we're not... It, never say never. Hopefully, at some point, we'll get to come back to the R. Sinclair. And even if we, me and Boat, just get to knock off a show here and again, maybe every couple months or whatever, we'll we'll probably still ha hopefully have a chance to do a couple uh, one-offs now and again. Because we do, this is one thing's for sure. We're not shutting down R. Sinclair because of a lack of love or enjoyment for the system. We both are madly in love with the Sinclair. Absolutely, absolutely. The, this is the the surprise of the century. You know, when we first got the uh, the Spectrum, um, I'd never seen it before, you know, in, in person, of course, when Gary sent it to us. And uh, when I started looking at footage of the games on YouTube, I was just struck by, uh, you know, I'm a big colors guy. And just the, the colors, it sort of, it reminds me a lot of the Vectrex and that there's not really another system that looks like it. You know, uh, and um, yeah, and some of the stuff that we've played on here has just been mind blowing. Not that it was this technological achievement, but just the breadth of the style of the games. Uh, I was really expecting a lot of like manic minor type games on this thing, but it's it's so much more. And um, and of course the the Clive's Club and the the Discord crew uh, were were so helpful in picking out so some of those gems. So uh, uh, yeah. yeah. They turned us on to a lot of stuff that we never would have ever seen, ever. Yeah. So, anyway, like I said, uh, don't think about this as an end. Just think about us putting pause on things for a while. And, uh, and you never know. We may be back before you know it. But for the very last time, for right now, we're going to say, rewind.